1: Let's go to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where our resident vet Jane Pickett joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon Patricia. And you are welcome let me get straight into uh, questions. A listener has been on about their 11 year old dog who has cancer unfortunately it's a tumour pressing on his windpipe. We are giving him CBD oil and he's on steroids but he's panting a lot is there anything else we could give to help with the breathing? He's eating and drinking okay and otherwise in good form he's just panting a lot and I'm assuming that's because of the pressure of the tumour on the wind pipe
2: okay so this is quite a difficult one i'm so sorry to hear that your your dog is unwell cancer can be a really really difficult diagnosis um in our pets and i suppose the outcome of it is really really wide-ranging depending on the type of cancer and how advanced it is so without knowing you know more details it's a little bit difficult but from what you're describing of that situation Panting a lot, but still being otherwise in good form, eating and drinking and quite active, you know, eating and drinking and being active are, are good signs. And that means that your pet is more like more than likely has a good quality of life from the sounds of it. But the panting is obviously a concern. Now, there's a few different things that could be causing that. So he's on steroids as part of his management. Now, we do know that one side effect of steroids is they can pant a little bit whilst on that medication. And it's just a, a side effect of the medication. It's nothing too worrisome. So it could just be that. But given the location of the tumour, you, you kind of say that it's pressing on his windpipe. It may be a symptom that he is having a little bit more of trouble getting the air in, given given the location of the mass. Telling the difference between the two is a little bit difficult without a physical exam. So I'm sure that now that you have the diagnosis of cancer for your pet, I'm sure you've been working closely with your vet. So I think it will be best to attend your vet, let them know about the concerns with the panting. And Through a physical exam, they might be able to kind of discern whether it's most likely, uh, let's say, panting to do with the steroids, in which case, you know, that's part and parcel of it, or whether it is because we're struggling to to breathe. In a lot of cases with cancer, sometimes there's treatments available depending on, let's say, the tumour type or how advanced the cancer is and a number of other factors, including kind of your pet's age, otherwise well-being. And in some cases, there's not or it's it's advanced. And in those cases, we, we generally do what's called palliative management. So that would be kind of pain relief and measures to keep their quality of life good and happy for as long as possible. So depending on the situation with your pet, you may just need to have a discussion with your vet surrounding you know, how your pet is managing day to day. It does sound like he's managing OK if he's eating, drinking and active, but obviously the panting is a concern. And I think getting to the bottom of that with a, a physical exam from your, your vet initially and they'd be able to guide you subsequent to that would be a good first step. But I think certainly don't worry in silence. I know you'll want to do everything you can to make your pet as comfortable as possible for as long as possible. Um, and I think a really good step would just be discussing your concerns with the vet so that they could just examine and try and figure it out for you.
1: And uh, this is from, there's no name on this, I've got a female Jack Russell, 14 years of age, that's a fine age, is in good health but lately she seems to be constantly looking for additional food. Now I have warmed her but I'm wondering could this increase in appetite be anything to do with her needing to be warmed again. She's fed twice a day, a mixture of dog nuts and dog food and she does get the odd treat in between feeds. Could it be worms is causing an increase in appetite?
2: Okay so this is a really interesting one we've got a pet that sounds like they're kind of in their latter years but 14 is a great age and if your pet's quality of life at that age is still good they're still otherwise happy and that's brilliant so it's just keeping that pet as comfortable um, and kind of uh, enjoying the joys of life in their senior years is the aim of the game. So you've noticed a change here an increase in appetite is a change now it's usually less worrisome than the other way around so a decrease in appetite or going off their food but it is still a cause for concern it could just be something simple like there may be a worm burden and sometimes the pet can be a little bit more let's say um, keen to eat and they may lose some weight with that but sometimes it can be changes in um, the hormones so the hormone signaling in the body um, so some some kind of endocrine diseases some hormonal diseases can cause increases in appetite and there are things like um, underactive thyroid sometimes or overactive stress hormone so there are a few possibilities um, what I would say is the really key thing we need to find out for this pet is are they having an increase in appetite with a stable weight? So they're not kind of with those extra calories they're taking on. They're not kind of gaining or maintaining weight. Or are they losing weight in spite of their kind of voracious and increased appetite? I think normally in senior pets, I would recommend a check at least yearly with but ideally twice a year. So a six monthly checkup, because it allows us to assess these changes, even if it is a change and increase in appetite, which is, as I say, less worrisome than going the other way. It is a change nonetheless that would require a little bit of discussion with your vet and possibly some blood tests just to rule out some underlying diseases that can be quite common in our senior patients. And I think the best thing with with any changes in our pets is kind of not to bury our head in the sand. So I think particularly with older pets, having had older pets recently myself, there is a temptation to kind of notice the change and kind of ignore it because you're worried it might be something bad. Now, what I will say is the earlier we detect problems with subtle signs such as changes in appetite, as we see in this case. The earlier we can diagnose, management, and then they generally it generally leads to better or more positive outcomes for your pet, so a better quality of life in their senior years. So, although it is an increase in appetite, it's still a change, and it still warrants a check up with your vet. And they may just suggest something simple like repeating the worming. The common things are common, and having worms is common, so it could well be something like that. But I think in a senior pet, best to yeah, get it question. checked.
1: Okay, somebody, and I don't know why somebody wants to know this, but somebody wants to know: can a spot-on flea product for a dog? be used on a cat are they the same idea uh
2: some some brands will use similar ingredients for dogs and cats some brands don't what i will say is the really important thing is a lot of the dosing will be very different so it's really important that we accurately dose our patients when we're using spot-on treatments. so most of them will be available in weight ranges and that varies from brand to brand it could be something let's say two and a half to five kg five to 10 kg 10 to 20 and the dose of the product in those spot-ons will be vastly different between the ones suitable for a small dog or cat um, to a, a larger patient. Now, some products that are spot-ons are designed to be used in both dogs and cats, but some are not. And some ingredients are not to be mixed between the species. So what I would say is that if it's not clear from the packaging that you have, Bring it along to your vet and your vet or vet nurse will be able to guide you as to whether it's a safe product to use. But I think the easiest way out of this is if you're wanting to get a spot on for your cat, it is probably best to just get a species specific um, one. A one. Get a OK, cat this one. is a
1: timely one for this time of year for Tess. She has a collie sheepdog who she describes as having very curly hair. She got very hot during last summer. Is it possible to cut the hair on a collie sheepdog?
2: absolutely and we would normally recommend the kind of regular grooming takes place in any kind of in anything but let's say the shortest haired of breeds so kind of a collie certainly if they have long enough hair to have curls within it and it sounds beautiful Um, I would definitely recommend that they would have a little trim and a shape up before the summer months. So now will be a good time to do that. And that helps to, it helps the skin health because obviously bathing is good, not too often, but regularly, usually every two months or so. But it's also good because it means that all the the dead hair and skin will be washed and exfoliated out. And that can be good longer term for their skin health, as well as making sure that they don't overheat in the summer months. So yes, I I think that that's a measure I'd recommend.
1: And that's what the panting is about, isn't it? Is when they overheat they start to pant that's how they sweat yeah, so, almost
2: almost yeah so dogs and cats don't sweat in the classic way that we do they can expel heat through their their pads but their main way of getting rid of heat is literally blowing it off through panting and um, so panting is usually a sign that they're too hot but it can actually be uh, present in other situations for example stress or excitement so it's, it's not always the temperature but the most common thing is that it, they're, they're a little bit too hot.
1: OK, before we head, in, head into this wonderful hot summer that we're all hoping to get, now is the time to be thinking about that. OK, listen, thank you for that, Jane. Have a lovely week and uh, we'll chat next Thursday.
2: You too, thank Thanks. you. Thanks
1: a million. Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street
0: Veterinary Group. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?